Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a uh, Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Don't forget, the they, they are here, the K-Cups. Some people, long time people have been asking about those. Now it's a done deal. You can get your K-Cups at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. So if you're a Keurig owner and you want to enjoy some Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, you've got it now with those K-Cups. The coffee lover in your life deserves some Strange Brew Coffee this holiday season. Head to College Corner for officially licensed Mississippi State merchandise. Yes, that's where you can find it. And, of course, you can find it at College Corner. There are two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland or in uh, Flowood. Or, of course, you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for this holiday season, if it's maroon and white, if it's for the Bulldog fan in your life, they've got it at College Corner. Order now. You know what? I'm not going to make any guarantees about the shipping because I have fallen victim to that in the past. Not with College Corner, but with other places. But order now, and of course you can shop at their two locations. Get it done this holiday season. Don't get left with the wrong stuff under the tree. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It is all your favorite southern classics turned into your Mexican favorites. Southern food is tacos. Simple genius. That that's a million-dollar idea right there. Take Southern food and turn it into tacos. If only someone did that. Someone did. Their name is Humble Taco. Oh, wow. Just like that. So next time you're in Starville and you're looking for something different, something unique, but also something familiar at the same time, head over to Humble Taco and enjoy a great, great meal. This holiday season, if you're looking for something different to bring to your Christmas party, bring a Firehouse Subs party platter. You will be the talk of the party if you do that. Head over to your local firehouse subs. We've got locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, uh, Flowood, and Madison. And pick up a party platter to bring with you. And, of course, if you're just looking for lunch and you're driving a Maserati, head over to Firehouse Subs and grab yourself a great sandwich. And, of course, do it when you order with the Firehouse Subs app. It's free. We rack up reward points, so you're eating for free pretty soon. And it's super convenient to just walk in and walk out with your lunch. It's Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk. Let's get into it, man. We got a lot of questions, as as usual. As always, want to thank you guys uh, for these great questions. And of course, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. We've got some people today who didn't lock up, but I, it's the holiday season. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna as long as there's no replies, and I haven't seen any. I think people are finally learning. That's good. You know what? Santa's watching. Santa's watching. He's watching who's naughty and who's nice. Justin Strong gets us started. Let's see here. I've got three questions here. Let's do two of them. 
When all the transfers for for men's basketball were brought in, I thought Garrison Brooks was going to be the best player on the team. But it appears Iverson Molinar is still the top dog. Do you agree with that assessment? And if so, does it surprise you? I might go a step further. Iverson Molinar might be the best player in the SEC. Okay. He is a night-in, night-out scorer. Yeah. He can also he can dish, he can shoot the three, he's good on the free throw line. He 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 for sure might be the best guard in the SEC. Now, I haven't watched a whole lot of SEC basketball because quite frankly college basketball is not boring. fun to watch. It's boring. But that said, I'm not overly surprised by that that he's the best player over Garrison Brooks. Brooks and Tolu Smith and there's and you can tell they're still figuring it out. Have got to figure out how to play off of each other. And they're 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 getting there. Would you would you say that? Yeah, I think so, and I, I think that's why you've seen this kind of up-and-down play, and it really came whenever Tolu got put back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of you know altered a few things, but I think they're going to get that together. They're, they're going to be able to kind of figure that out. So I, I'm not really worried about this roster, but I think it is clear that Iverson is the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. And I, I he's, he's most definitely a first-team All-SEC guy. Yeah, I agree with that. How come it normally takes like 15 to 20 minutes to prepare something in a cooking vessel called an Instapot? That doesn't seem very Insta to me. Well, it cuts out an, it cuts out an hour. Yeah. Usually yeah. like an Instapot is something that you're cooking that would take hours. Like yeah. a pot roast or, or something like that, or pork shoulder. People want to cook that in a crock pot or whatever. would take hours. You put it in the Instapot, 20 minutes. Which I wonder, what what... what is kind of like the microwave. Like, what's going to be the long-term effects here? Yeah. Does this thing really, like, is it supposed to be cooked that quickly? No. Like, I know microwaves have been around for yeah. for a long, long time. I'm a big fan I of just, microwaves to heat things up, not to cook them. Right. So I figure, like, I mean, are we going to have, like, some radiation? Like, is it killing us many years before we're supposed to be killed? I don't know. You're saying um, that in a few years... We may have a expose on Instapots. Could be. I don't know. Um, we have now relegated thousands the- of of housewives with live laugh love signs right. in their house are dying because of the Instapot. We got the Instapot when it like f- like first came out when mm-hmm. it first started getting big, mm-hmm. and it was like the you know as seen on TV thing. And you know we were cooking you know all kind of stuff in there, pot roast, all that stuff. It's now been relegated to, like, chili and soups. Mm-hmm. I don't cook a whole lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I always I always say that anything that's going to be good takes time. You are completely correct. And I'm, I'm a like, big fan of that, too. Take your time when you're cooking. It's like, you know, people are, are, like, cooking, like, turkeys and stuff in air fryers. And I I don't really think that no. that's the way to go. Like, I, like I, a, I like a fried turkey, but even that takes time. Yeah, like a rotisserie chicken in that thing. Like, no, yeah. I don't want to cook a rotisserie chicken in ten minutes. Yeah, uh, I want that thing to get nice yeah. and juicy and yeah. It, it feels like I don't, we're taking I don't mind away an air fryer or something like that for a weeknight meal. But if you're fried cooking chicken, the, yeah, if you're cooking on strips. the weekend, if it's Saturday Sunday, take the time to cook for your family. Yeah. So, all right, uh, dog for life, also known as Brogan Fairchild, wants us to rank these fictional wrestlers. Thunderlips, the ultimate male from Rocky Three, Randy the Ram Robinson from The Wrestler, Bonesaw McGraw from Spider-Man, I got you for three minutes, <laughs> Nacho from Nacho Libre, 
and Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble. I'm for, I mean I guess you didn't want to have Hogan on here twice, but how did Rip from from No Holds Barred not make this yeah. list? Uh Hogan's going to be first. Here's why. Cuz he's Hogan. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to in terms of fictional of their career, right? Mm-hmm. We know we know that Jimmy King and Randy the Ram Robinson were at one time the world champion. Yeah. Jimmy King would have been a WW a WCW Hall of Famer. Yes, he, he is probably a multi-time. So as bad as that movie is, I think Jimmy King is number one. Okay, I can get on board with that. And so then, Jimmy King and then Randy the Ram. Randy the Ram. And then we'll go, movie, th- by the way. Yeah, then Thunder, Thunder Lips. Lips. Then we're going to go Bonesaw and then Nacho Libre. So here's what I'm saying about Bonesaw. Is he really a wrestler? He's a street fighter. He's a cage fighter. and that, That's supposed to be like a real fight, not a wrestling match. Okay. I might I might go Nacho ahead of him. Well, as Nacho much as I love, just an indie much as I love the Macho Man Randy Savage. It's Macho or Nacho. Which way are you going? I'm going to go with uh with with Bone Saw and then Nacho. Okay. All right. I mean Nacho is is a monk. It's true. That is uh, on the shadowing side. as a on the side, yeah. As an indie wrestler. All right. At these little small this is a Mexican great question, by the way. It's a great question. It really is. Really, I really liked it. Thank do you, you remember? Do you remember uh, when WWF did those uh, commercials about WCW with the Nacho Man and yeah, the, the Huckster, the Huckster, and, and yeah, and they were like on walkers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that was fun. That was a good times. <laughs> I, I I used to rent the where oh where <laughs> is the Nacho Man? <laughs> I, I used to and Billionaire Ted. Billionaire Ted. I used to rent the uh, Slammies from like '95. <laughs> I used to rent that like all the time because it, they would. I loved those commercials, yeah. and they were on. They were all through that. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, Colton Peterman. That's a great question. I'm not going to answer it. Ask it. It's it's it's, it's too personal for some. Uh, Is but, it? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. But he does ask. Bama has now been to the SEC championship game 14 times. Is there a West team that it's never been? Well, let's go through them. Okay, we'll go alphabetically here, or, or more or less alphabetically. We know that Alabama the has original SEC teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, I won't. I won't really concern myself with Texas A and M. Only been in the conference for eight years, so we know that Alabama has been many times. We just we just learned. Mm-hmm. Auburn has been. You know, they won a national title, so they, they they've been. Arkansas has been a couple of times. They've been three times. Three yep. times. LSU. We know. That, I mean, just just two years ago when they were the best team in college football. That's right. We know that Mississippi State has been. We it's been will. a while, but they've been. They have been. So who does that leave? L M N O O O. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss has not been. Has not been. Has never been. Good question. Hard to believe. Is it? Missouri dog. Man, has. they've been in that sugar bowl. They have been. You know, I can't really say anything with it. I would I would like to be in the sugar bowl, but Yeah, but we're treating it like it's the Super Bowl. Well, it's not what it used to be. It used to be the SEC champion went to the Sugar Bowl. Now it's the third place team in the SEC is going, but regardless, if you go back in time and experience one video, this is from Missouri Dog, one video game, one TV show, and one movie again for the first time, which would you choose? For the first time, yeah, a video game. I'm probably going to go with, and this is like a, a time that you just haven't you've never experienced anything before that or we've like, experienced video games it was a game that maybe it was just like that might be the best game i've ever played and to, to relive those moments in the game maybe um 
trying to think which which one really stuck out to me. Okay. I thought whenever the the first N64 wrestling games came out, uh-huh. WCW World Tour, mm-hmm. um, WWF No Mercy, WWF WrestleMania, when those came out and it went from like that traditional like Sega Genesis, um, you know, like stick figures, eight bit looking yeah, yeah. stuff, and you had like the entrances of like Triple H and The Rock and stuff like that. Yeah. That was just mind blowing to me. Yeah. Okay. Like that, those games always stood out to me. Like, wow, we just took a huge jump here. Yeah. And now you look at them and it's, it's kind of stupid. But yeah. at the time, well, now it's the same game every year, and they just add some people and take yeah. people out. But like you know, like pulling chairs out from the crowd yeah. and stuff was yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, my, my video game would be Batman Arkham Knight. Okay. Not, not Arkham Knight. I'm sorry, Arkham City. Uh, you know, I played Arkham Asylum and it was great. I really enjoyed it, but. The, that moment where you, you take to the rooftop for the first time and you realize how big the gaming area is, and you're like, oh my god. And I mean, you really are Batman in those games. That, that game was just fantastic. I enjoyed it very, very much. You know, the, the experience I really loved was Assassin's Creed. I couldn't get into that. I loved those. Yeah. I loved those so much. Um, the the Black Flag one yeah. was really good. The one, yeah. Where you just get on a, a boat and you can sail across the entire ocean. Yeah. Um, and then you know the American Revolution one was really good too. Yeah. I tried playing the, that the, the first one. And I just I just could not get into. Oh, it. I couldn't put it down, man. Yeah. I could not put it down. Uh, and I love Red Dead too. That's what I'm playing. I'm still playing it. Still playing Red Dead. I, I really want to play that. But you need I just, to play it. it, it I mean, all I have is a 360, and I haven't played. You can play it on the 360. Do they have a 360? Well, maybe not. No, I think that might be an Xbox One game. Yeah, I mean it's just I haven't played a whole lot of games in a yeah. while, and I've I've sold a lot of them. I just don't have time you anymore. Got me curious. Red Dead Three Sixty. Yeah, I've I've sold a lot of my games, and I just don't have time no, to do it anymore. No, it's on the Three Sixty. You can get it. Okay, but that's a game you, you need to commit some time. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what about TV show? Um, it would probably be Sopranos. Really? Which I j- just you just did finished. That. Yeah. Um, or Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is going to be, be my choice. It's going to be one of the two. It w- Breaking it w- Bad's probably going to be the one. It would have been Game of Thrones until the end. Yeah, would have loved I mean, to rewatch that. But I loved Grant Game of Thrones. I did, but the I, end. but I didn't. I've always said I didn't invest the set, the, yeah, the time that you guys than, yeah. did. I, I just watched it all the way through. And then last one from Missouri. What, what a m- movie. Um. Hmm. I don't know. What's yours? I'm thinking it's Endgame. I can see that. I mean, I just I enjoyed the the finality of it. Yeah. You know, and no, not not being sure how it was going to end. I, I I enjoyed that. So all right, we'll I don't really on. have one. Uh, Joe Dog wants us to insult each other for 15 seconds. Oh, we're gonna do it. <sighs> This might cause some hard feelings. Oh, what are you going to say, you hick? Hick? Yeah, you're from Winston County, for God's sakes. Oh, Lord. I mean, you know, glad you could take some break from making meth to come do the show today. Meth? I don't know what they make there. That's that's probably more, I don't know, pro- I, that's been a couple other places that I've lived, like Webster <laughs> and Chocolate. Imagine that! <laughs> All right, that 15 seconds. Now your turn. Uh, I don't want to. Okay. Well, I don't want to do this publicly. This is that I save my insults for when I truly am am mad. All you got to do is think about the worst thing you could possibly say to me, 
and then go like two steps back from that, and it should be f- suitable for the public. I need to save this for another time. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I got my... Last time I got chastised by people on Twitter because I fat shamed you. You did fat shame me. I was not fat shaming you. This is 2021. We're not... That, was, that was me <laughs> me joking around with you, which if anybody does that to you, yeah. it makes me very upset. I hear you. What's the dumbest insult someone on Twitter has ever given you? Um, That's a great question. I wish I had a good answer. Actually, the, uh, the I wanted to talk about the best... Okay. That I've gotten. An Ole Miss fan called me Meth Jake Owen one year. <laughs> this was when I was like sickly skinny. And now that doesn't really apply because I've I've gotten a gut. But uh, at the time, I actually laughed at that one. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like, I'm the, trying to think of the worst. The guy from on. Thanksgiving that I retweeted a couple weeks ago on Thanksgiving Day, that Ole Miss fan who called me a punk and told me that my my idol Jackie Sherrill was nothing but a thug. I was like, some, yeah, when, some guy just just did that. Yeah, and when people like like you say something like if we'll say something positive about Ole Miss or something negative about State, and like they'll call you a a rebel or something like that. Yeah. That's usually the the it's, worst. Just dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Richard Pittman says, when Robbie came onto the show, he lamented he had no signature, like Joel Coleman's woo, that it would evolve naturally. Several months in now, nothing. When will you find your woo? I don't know if I ever will. I've lost my woo. We need like, to, like Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Yeah, we need, we need, to, get lost you, my we need woo. to get you in touch with Ric Flair. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, let's see here. Um, I need somebody to gas me up. Yeah. Charles Potts wants us to rank these Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Lionheart, Universal Soldier, Kickboxer, Double Impact, Bloodsport. Bloodsport's number, number one. one. Not even close. It's on a shelf by itself. I think Kickboxer. Universal is. Soldier's last. Don't like it. No. Okay. I'll go with that. What Wasn't that the movie that, that, that Goldberg was in? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's last. It was like a made-for-TV movie. No, it was a real movie. I yeah, think but he was, was in the second one. I think he was in the sequel. Was he? Okay. Yeah. One of them was like a made-for-TV movie, and it came on like TNT. Oh, there's like a third one that's like that, yeah. It came on like, because yeah. I remember them remember advertising for him. as his music was so dull. Oh. Yeah. All right, so I'm going, here's how I'm ranking these. Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Double Impact. Double Impact might actually be my favorite, but it's not the best. Yeah. Because. That's the one where I thought he actually had a twin brother. You want to know why it has? You want to know why it's, it's it's such a good movie? It has double the Van Damage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what else do you want? Then I'll go Lionheart and Universal Soldier. Okay, with it, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Bloodsport is the number is one. Number one, undisputed. far and away, undisputed. Yeah. Uh, only made for the rumblings. I've heard from a particular fan base and sports channel. That Matt Corral is the best QB in the country all season. Why isn't he a finalist for the Heisman? Well, I mean, I, I see what you're trying to do. His numbers just aren't good enough. They just aren't. I yeah, think- a lot of people were upset, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is it's almost always like who has the best quarterback, running back, or wide receiver numbers. Now, the, I, I vehemently disagree with Aiden Hutchinson being in over Will. Um, they both Anderson. deserve to be in. But he, if you're going to take you a defensive pick one, player, you got to pick Will Anderson. It yeah. needs to be Will Anderson. Uh, then you get into just some muddy waters there with um, the two quarterbacks. Yeah, Bryce Young's the winner. Yes, for sure. And he won. He won it mm-hmm. at, at, in the last possession of the Auburn game. Yeah, 
uh, and, and cemented really, that yeah. in the SEC championship. Let me ask you this: if it, if the Heisman Trophy was the most valuable player in college football, mm-hmm. I would Matt Corral could get a vote for that. Yeah, because that team is drastically different without him. Whereas without Bryce Young, they just plug in the other guy, the next guy in Alabama. Right? Same with yeah. Ohio State. I mean, is yeah, Ohio I mean, State it, season that difference if Quinn Ewers had won the starting job? And I don't know how many, I don't know how many more guys could could have won ten games at Ole Miss right, quarterback. Right, exactly. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit because that yeah. his particular skill set yeah. allowed he's, Ole Miss. To, he's going to be QB one in the draft, so he'll get that. I mean, if he doesn't run forty times or whatever it was against Tennessee, they lose that game. Well, not only that, if, if he doesn't, but at the same time, if he doesn't run that much, he doesn't get hurt. His numbers might have looked different. He might have rushed for like 800, 900 yards. Yeah. And it would have been a, a different story. So, But, I mean, they lost the Auburn game because he, because couldn't, run. he, he couldn't run. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. They lost the Alabama game just because, because Alabama's the best team. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. th- they're 11 and 1. Yeah. So he does deserve a ton of credit. He probably deserves to be in the top four. I agree. Uh, Josh Smith. What's the worst conditions you ever played and attended a game in? Attended is easy. The 2000 Arkansas game. Absolutely. Uh, Number two is the Snow Bowl. I didn't go to that game, so. I was wearing Birkenstocks. You idiot. Yeah. You're lucky to be alive. I was an idiot. You're lucky to have feet. Yeah. She'd been frostbitten right off. What's the worst condition I ever played in? I never played. We talked about this on on the show yesterday on Sports Talk. I never played in the snow. I've played in bitter cold before, um, and I've never played in just a torrential downpour rain that I can really remember. So I might have to go with heat. Yeah. And my my senior year, we played. They used to do this thing. Called, I don't know if they still do it, but it's called the Red Carpet Bowl, where St. Al, Vicksburg, and Warren Central would all play on the same day at the same stadium. Well, because we were the one A school, we always had to go first. So kickoff. The you know the second to last weekend of August at two o'clock p.m. in a purple jersey, not good. Not they still fun. do the red carpet bowl. They still do. Vicksburg's involved. Um, yeah, I did, I quit football to to focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. So my Just playing the tad pad that would have been some bad conditions. <laughs> yeah, I used to joke around. It's funny you mentioned that. I used to joke around with uh. With Will Rogers' dad a lot about how because like one time State played there, mm-hmm. and the floor was just the the condensation on the floor was mm-hmm. everybody was falling down. Yeah, and which so I used to joke about you know how terrible the conditions were in there. Yeah, but yeah, I I never played in anything serious. You know, I did I played pee wee in junior high and uh, one year of high school ball, and there was never anything that was just outrageous. Yeah. But sitting at a game, most definitely is that Arkansas game. That Arkansas game's crazy. Sleeting, cold wind. What I remember the most about that game was that morning, because it was an 11 a.m. kick. Yeah. That morning it was like 60 degrees. Yeah, it just came I wore a long-sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled. I remember what I wore to that game. I wore like a long-sleeve shirt. And then by the middle of the first quarter, I was freezing. Big Daddy had just had shoulder surgery like the week before. So he's walking around with a sling on. Mm -hmm. and, And... the weather's doing that. Rough. I felt really bad for Rough. him. All right, Jason Neal got. I feel like the office offense is set for a giant leap next season. What do you need to see against Tech that can springboard us to the next level? 
I don't think there's anything necessarily in the bowl game. I think it's just the fact that you're bringing everybody back is what has everybody looking ahead to next year. But that said, if Rodgers goes out and throws for 500 yards and gets over 5,000 yards, that's going to be something to, to, you know, to write down. I just want to see them get back on track to where they were. Mm-hmm. They need some good weather. Yeah. They don't need any weather like they saw in the Armed no. Forces Bowl no, or last, last game against Ole Miss. You get some good weather in that ball game, you should be able to move the football and score a lot of points. Yeah. Have you watched NXT 2.0? I have not. Have you? Yes, I watch it every week. And? It's fine. Um, I didn't understand the rebrand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked the fact that they had that that edge about them, and you could tell it was Triple H's mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. You know, they had some cool music. Now it's just like another hour well, brawl almost. It, you know, it, they're starting to get really corny with some things. You can kind of see Bruce Pritchard and people like that involved. Yeah, you can see Vince's hand is starting to yeah, emerge. I, I I liked it better when Triple H was behind it, and you had that cool vibe about it. Yeah. Jay in Baltimore. I feel the Diamond Dogs' best chance for another run to Omaha in 2022 is they strike throwing Jackson Fristo. Is there any reason to believe this could be another Eric Sarantola situation? I don't think so, because we've already seen that Fristo can be effective. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people are jumping off the, the the boat too early on Fristo. He was a true freshman last year, mm-hmm. forced into being a weekend starter most of the season, throwing more pitches than he's ever thrown. I think that's basically all that was. Um, I have faith that he's going to come out of that and he's going to be a, a really talented guy. This is a draft-eligible season for him, so... There's a lot on the line for him this year. He can come out and have a Will Bednar-like rise. Mm -hmm. And uh, if he does that, Mississippi State's going to be in really, really good shape because he's probably going to be your number two or number three starter. Uh, Let's see here. Moving on. Carter Bentley. Have y'all ever gotten a reason why you're still in the rafters this season for basketball? Uh, when 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 they when they feel a little more you know there, there's still some COVID consciousness out there. Yeah, I would say next season that will probably that area the, the media used to sit at the end of the court will probably turn into premium seating. Yeah, the the reasoning I've heard is that eventually we're not going to the, that's going to be for premium seats. Yeah, so eventually they wanted us well, out like, of the way but, anyway. But like we said, that does you know whatever the top crowd is in Humphrey Coliseum history is it's locked in now because you've lost a few hundred. Yeah, seats. if you do that, I mean, you, there's no way that there's you no can get it back. Yeah, and I mean everybody's moving out of the uh, and, side and all that. But another thing to consider is they are in the process of, of redoing the hump, so it's very possible. You know, there's that bench of press row seating. That's sort of the auxiliary seating. That's where, like, MSU people sit. And if we have an overflow of press, you know, like sometimes when State plays Ole Miss or or when they play Kentucky a lot, they'll send some press. It's very possible in the remodel that that could become press. They could just sort of have an area on the concourse where we could sit and take us out of that. I, I yeah. think that will probably be end up with being end up what happened ends up being what happens i knew i'd get it eventually i you know i had tickets up there for years mm-hmm. whenever i was in high school and i never disliked being up there it's well, not, not a bad, really a bad seat. seat yeah you can still see um it. it's just I, I just didn't understand the point yeah you know i mean we we have other people down on the on the ground floor that mm-hmm. aren't wearing masks yeah that are able to give people covid just as much as we yeah, are right exactly. i didn't understand if you're just doing it just to do it, then that makes no sense. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I don't I don't know the reasoning. I, we haven't been given a full reason right. for that. Uh, let's see here. Nine oh one Stark Dog. What do you think the weather will be like for the bowl game? 
weather might weighing my options. I mean, I think it'll be cold. It'll probably be cold. And you know, rain, but you just we'll have to see. you never you never know in this area during December. It's like November is like bitterly cold, and then December is like tornado weather. So like most of the month is seventy degrees, and then you'll have a few days where it's like bitter cold, and then it turns over the new year, and you've got bitter cold for like two or three months. So I don't. In the past, the Liberty Bowl during this game has been really cold. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. And when you look at, uh, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like today in Starkville, I think it's it, the high is at 50, right? Mm-hmm. For Friday, the high is uh, 79. Yeah, I mean, you just, so you just don't it's, ever know. Uh, it's, that's yeah. why everybody's allergies are If we want to play this place. game, the game's on the 28th, is that correct? 28th. It's a high of 48, low of 29, and sunny. There you go. They got it right. The next day on the 29th, it's it's uh, forecasted for rain. Now, of course, we're talking something that's three weeks from today. Yeah. So it's very likely to change. But I fully expect it to be cold. Cold for sure, and then we'll just have to see about rain. Also from the 901 Stark Dog, with the price of nearly everything going up, who is the first coach to get to $15 million a year? I don't it's, think it'll be Saban. No. Although it should be. Well, I mean, he should be. He could get twenty five million a year and still be underpaid. He should it's, be. He should automatically be up to the highest paid coach yeah, every single year. It should be in his contract. Is it? Is it smart? Uh, no. It'll be somebody that takes a job somewhere else. Okay, so you don't You're think it's going to be? We're going we're to give smart a raise. Yeah, it's going to have to be. You know, like what Lincoln Riley did this year. Somebody moving from so, Power Five to Power Five. What's the next Power Five job you think comes open? Texas, probably in a few years. They realize that this and isn't working. Do they, and the, do they, they freak do something out. like go after Kirby Smart and say fifteen million a year? Possibly. They, so, they possibly. So it could, could be. Not that I'm trying to you know say I'm right or anything, but it could be Kirby Smart, just not at Georgia. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't I think should, it'll be anybody that's a, that's a coach at the school that they're at. Right. I think it's going to be somebody taking a job somewhere else. Okay. I mean, I mean, but sense. that's coming, and, and it's for sure. Eventually, well, there, there was a rumor that Brian Kelly was going to get fifteen. That that went out on. I saw that on Twitter from a couple of people. Eventually, they're going to have to say somebody's going to break the mold and say, "All right, we're scaling back." Yeah. Prices here. Yeah. Because now you're. We, you, there's going to be a top. Yeah. You're not going to just break. It's going to be a school it. like Mississippi State or Ole Miss, who's just like. I mean, I think seven and a half. What Kiffin, Kiffin's getting now has got to be near the edge of what Ole Miss could pay. Yeah. They could maybe go to eight, maybe go to eight and a half. But if you start talking about a ten million dollar year coach at Ole Miss, I mean, I feel like you're that's that's ten percent of their budget for one guy. And you know they did that with Moorhead. They pulled mm-hmm. they pulled back mm-hmm. with him, and they pulled back with Nicky McRae. Mm-hmm. I think some coaches are smart enough too, Robbie, that they're going to say, "Look, you know, especially if you live in Starkville, right." Six seven million dollars a year is a, is a ton. I mean that's that's a lot of money in this town. Give me six million and then spend another million million five around me. That's what I would do. So I can have more more opportunities. That's what I would do. Makes I mean sense. that's five million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. If you can get Mike Leach isn't hurting because I, I think Ole Miss did give like three million for the so um, they gave, assistant pool. They had three and a half for the support staff pool pool. And then they are they they put it in where the assistant pool will be in the top half of the conference at all times. So that's going to be around seven million. So they're spending some money. money. They're spending some money. Uh, Keep us right. What was your favorite moment playing high school sports? Um, 
my favorite moment playing was the my sophomore year in basketball our team was number two in the state oh. i think yeah and so that whole season was just uh really exciting i mean that that was the best team i've ever been a part of and most of the, and you know i hardly played because i was a sophomore and the top seven or eight guys were uh seniors well, look what the cat dragged in. Just, just right there. What you know, go- you you know, you want to do it. What is going on here? Woo! There he is, Joel T. What are you doing here? We've been infiltrated. Just driving by. Uh huh. Saw you both here. Just figured I'd crash the party. Joel T. Coleman is here. It's the rumbling. Sit down right, for a second. Right in the middle of the rumbling. Sit down. Get it. Get, we'll get his take on something here. Well, well, you can just answer this question. Robbie just had his. Joel, what was your favorite moment playing high school sports? Easy. Was it getting clocked in the head? Yeah, that's right. Senior year. <laughs> North Davis. State Championship. Yeah. Seventh inning. I'm leading off the inning. Yeah. Cliff Davis on the mound. 95 mile an hour, right to the dome. Right to the ear. Right to the dome. Tying run on first base. <laughs> that's good stuff. And I got pinch ran for because I'm slow as Christmas and I was a little bit cuckoo. You were concussed. And, and we didn't score and it was all for naught. <laughs> Went down a legend, though. There you go. Uh, for me, it's uh, my my junior year. We played St. Andrews, who had won 20 straight games coming into that, and we beat them on their own home field 7-0. I got to play a good bit in that game. I, I didn't play a lot of defense because I – you talk about being slow, Joel. Uh, you got nothing on me. And But in that game, I snuffed out a reverse. They, they tried to run an end around, and I had gotten through, and I was I almost got the handoff. I was, I, 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 that was my, by far the best play I ever had in high school football. What would you have done if you got that ball? Well, the, the that play happened, as I remember. I was, it was like on the 10 or 12-yard line. I might have been, had a chance to get in. I would have, I would have given it my all, I promise fat you that. Fat guy, TD. I, could have had a, I wasn't even fat back then. <laughs> all right, let's see here. I feel like I feel like I had to start to feel like can Joel answer this question? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just here for a live viewing of the rumble. All right, all right. Well, revisiting my old you call. feel free to jump in at any point. You're gonna drop in whenever we want. Dynamite drop in, Joel. I just, I just had a minute, so all right. Uh, where are we here? The depressed dog. Oh, Bumpus to MSU. Cute story or likely occurrence? Well, since we have Joel here, yeah, Joel, you can confirm <laughs> or deny. Can neither confirm nor deny. Official Ooh. MSU spokesperson Joel Coleman. Uh, uh, I know that he's interested. He is interested, and somebody suggested the other day if he comes here, he gets my spot on Thunder and Lightning. Would no, you kick me out no, like that? No. Well, first off, why would I do that? I, you just thought Joel couldn't talk <laughs> with this new job. Bumpus would come in and be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, like so. I thought you know, first, first, you know, we're reviewing a game. I thought Mike Leach. I thought this play call. No, I can't say anything. I can't. I can't. Here's what I'll say on this. There's a lot of people that have been making this offense out to be a oh, Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Like, how is how is Bumpus going to be able like, to come in like, here and run this? Like, like astrophysics. Yeah, like it's not even. Mike thing. Leach has a vaccine card for a playlist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have. We, That's the only vaccine card he has. <laughs> we don't know that yeah, for John fact. Just left. He's like, I gotta go. We don't know that for fact. That's true. That's true. Um, but how are these players coming in that have never run the air raid? How are they coming in and run this they, offense? It, it's coaches. Coaches can can, can adapt. And, and you're teaching guys to run crossing patterns. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're teaching them to to like make out some math 
Right. Right. Problem. There's no, there's no there's no organic chemistry involved. No. So uh, he he be uh, the the reason I think that this would be great for Mississippi State is you have someone that played football at Mississippi State from the state of Mississippi that mm-hmm. knows the area that knows the state as well as anybody and can come in here and sell Mississippi State better than anybody. Yeah. I mean, who else can sell it better than a guy that he would be a plus is from Mississippi sure. that grew up in this program. Now, second question here from Depressed Dog. Will Rogers, if he matches this year's production and State wins at least eight games, better or worse than fifth place in the Heisman voting for 2022? I'm going to say probably worse. Worse, yeah. Because they'll say, well, this is just a product of the system. I mean, right off eight the top wins. of our heads, I know who one, two are. Because Bryce Young and Bryce Young's Stroud probably going to win next year, and, and, and Will Anderson's Will got to be, in, be there in, the, in, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say worse. Now, if he, he would have to be better than he was this year, and State would have to be much better. Now, if it, they win nine, ten or eleven games, yeah, exactly, exactly. Steve Robertson, our friend and co, I'm sorry, our fake friend, as he says here in the in the tweet. That's true. If you could be a character on any TV show or Netflix series, who would you be, and why? Does it have to be Netflix? It says on any TV show. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to be. This, I think I'm going to be Ross from Friends. Okay. Because because yeah, he, of Jennifer Aniston, he had a relationship with Jennifer Aniston. There you go. At her, in her prime. In her prime. In her her absolute. Like, I don't know. She Pedro might be in her Martinez, prime right now. She's she. Oh, she still has the fastball. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like we're talking about, like. Tim Lincecum, 20, 2008 to 2010. Greg Maddox, like 94 through 96 kind of prime. I'm going to go with Tony Soprano. Oh. Because oh. he's a millionaire. It's tax-free, too. Yeah, he eats all day, yeah. sleeps until 2 p.m., and other things. Other things. Your mom, your, your, I mean, your mom is listening. Those other things are important, though. I mean... Could you kill a man? I see some of the things he did without any reservations, yeah. without any issues. Not, I couldn't have done. Well, that's what you just tell somebody else to do it at that point. He shot his best friend and threw him into the ocean while he had the stomach virus. It's true. I mean, it's or true. food poisoning. Yeah. The Was Vindaloo, it food poisoning. Yeah, he had the he had, he'd eaten the Indian food. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what is our favorite? What is your favorite Scorpion song? Not named "Rock You Like a Hurricane." Wind of change. Wind of change. I mean, I feel like that's which the, apparently the answer, but yeah. people people believe. I think I don't know if it's confirmed or not. Help tear down the Berlin Wall. It ended the Cold War. Then or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So and then if you had a pet snake, what would you name it? I got a snake, man. Damien. Damien. That's good. What was the other Trust one? Trust me. Lucifer was the bigger one. Was it Lucifer? Yeah. So think had, about being a child during that time, like you, yeah. and seeing. Macho man getting bit by getting the cobra. Bit by the co- oh my I mean, god, traumatic. So when I I used to live with a dude in uh, college who had a pet caiman, oh a little baby alligator. Its name was Cracker. I mean, what do you do with that? We fed it mice, but it just sits in a so, aquarium. I always felt yeah, it did. You don't let it just roam around. No, the house. you don't let it. Think, I mean, it finally, it got too big that we had to let it go. Um, I, I'll never forget though. We used to go to the pet store to buy the mice to feed it. And they would give you the mice in a box that said, thank you for bringing me home. <laughs> and I was just like, buddy, if you only knew what was on the other end of this. I always felt bad. It's strange how we t- how we treat these poor mice, but yeah, you know, just, we're okay with... I mean, I was always like, 
They're not. They don't ever say anything that we come in here like once every two weeks to buy a couple of mice. Like so. Like, what are you doing with? Why are you always buying mice? Do they? So they they think that you're taking these home as pets. I guess. Oh, but I mean, you think they would have been like? Who has a mouse for a pet? Some people have. Why? I've never understood. Oh, I don't get it. I hate. I hate rats. I hate rodents. Never understood it. All right. What about the ones that have Doritos on them? Dorito dust. Do you like those rats? Oh, come on. Not not nice. Uh, (laughs) Taylor Burton asks, if Arnett gets hired away, who is most likely to return as a defensive coordinator? Manny Diaz, Todd Grantham, or Peter Sermon? Ugh. Well, I know who it's not. (laughs) I know who's dead last on this list. They might they might just promote some defensive line coach at that point. I would want them to promote my mom over Peter Sermon. <laughs> all right, like they could promote somebody. Blitz. They could promote somebody from like you know Zimbabwe who's never seen American football, and I would trust him over Peter Sermon. Diaz seems like the right answer here, but none of those guys are ever coming for a third time. Can you imagine? Third that? time's a charm. Golly. All right. Uh, let's see here. Miller time. What are some of your favorite non-MSU bowl games? Is there one that the, um, Fiesta Bowl? Was it the Fiesta Bowl? Boise? Oklahoma and Boise? That's a great one. That might be my favorite bowl game Oregon, ever. Oklahoma, was it Oregon or TCU a couple years ago in the Alamo Bowl? Where That was the one where Gary Patterson sweated through his first shirt and had to replace shirts at halftime. And they, they came back from like 40 down or something like that. There was one that I used to, you know, on uh, NCAA, they used to have the things where you could play the old games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BYU and the Holiday Bowl yeah, came SMU. back yeah. against SMU, like Jim McMahon. in yeah, Jim McMahon, like nineteen eighty or yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Also, that, that was the, a good uh, one. The twenty fourteen Peach Bowl was fantastic. Loved that game. Who's that? TCU Ole Miss. Oh, go watch it every day. Yeah, the the thing about that is like state fans were so giddy about that, and then they turned around and the same thing. I happened. said nothing after that game. I was like, I'm gonna wait till this other game's over till I run my mouth. And that was state and Ole Miss both went to great bowl games and got absolutely got shellacked. shellacked. All right. Let's do our sponsorships here. Let's do our ad read here, and uh, we'll finish up the rumblings. Uh, don't thank our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. They are reminding you that this holiday season, beef is what's for dinner. And that's what you should be putting out on, on the holiday table. A whole prime rib, a whole beef tenderloin. That is going to be a delicious, delicious treat for you and your family. Also, I want to remind you that if you're looking to vote for your favorite hamburger or steak restaurant in the state of Mississippi, all you've got to do is go to the Mississippi Beef Council's uh, Facebook page and vote in the poll there. Make sure you vote in the poll. Don't just leave a Facebook comment, otherwise it won't count. Give your favorite restaurant the recognition it deserves. And remember that beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's smoked southern soul food waiting for you whenever you step in the doors there. What a great place to go. We've talked about it a million times. And now that Joel's here, we got th- we're three out of three podcast hosts recommend Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's correct. Woo! There you go. Joel, do you like beef? I do, Robbie. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 a shame we don't have the welcome home beef anymore because I would have loved to have gotten both of you guys to, to at say the same it. time. But it, it, they're not with us anymore, so we're not dropping the tagline. Miss those guys? I don't miss them because I, I still talk to them. Like they send me some meat. Okay, they haven't, but I still ask. <laughs> uh, anyway, two brothers smoked meats. Good place to eat. Uh, <laughs> Advantage Business Systems. 
they can't make it any simpler for you guys to, to save money, to have great products, and to know that everything's backed up with great customer service. All you got to do is call them, uh, and then they will t- take care of the rest. They have an incredible selection of everything your business needs from that technological standpoint, all the copiers, computers, printers, software, anything. They've got it. And then when that sale is made, you know that that help is just a phone call away when you need it. This isn't some national company that they'll send a technician out and they just sort of get there when they get there. No, these guys will be there the same day taking care of your problems because they're a Mississippi business first and foremost. Call them today and find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Good thing Joel's here for this next question. In honor of our, from Chris Johnson, in honor of our return to Memphis for the Liberty Bowl, who are the top five Memphis wrestlers? So no question, Jerry the King Jerry Lawler, the Kings, number one. Number one. Okay. Are wrestlers from Memphis or ones that wrestled in Memphis? Well, I'm going to say in the Memphis territory. Okay. So so you know sort of limited to that. I think I think I've got I've got four for sure. Well, Jackie Fargo is like, isn't that the King's like mentor or whatever? Yeah, but so shouldn't he be on the list somewhere? Uh, I mean, well, if we're going to go like, that's a guy, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I would say no. Okay. By the same token, I wouldn't put Randy Savage on this list, even though he wrestled in the the Memphis Territory. That's not where he made his real fame. I'm going to go. Junkyard junkyard Dog? He was Mid-South. That's true. That's true. That's not Memphis. So I'm going to say number two is Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Okay. Rock and Roll Express. Boogie Woogie Man somewhere in here? Could be. Could be. Rock and Roll Express, again, is Mid-South. Not, not, but not. The, they were in Memphis. They, they may have been, but that's Mid-South is where they were made famous. Um, Superstar Bill Dundee is on this list. Yep. Dirty Dutch Mantel is on this list. And then the fifth guy, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. uh, Tom Pritchard? Dr. Tom Pritchard? Is he, is he strictly, a, was that where he came That's sort of where he up? got started, yeah. See, all this stuff was I'm trying like, to remember the guys. The territories we, was all before my time. And who, who were some of the guys that we, you know, we saw? We, the three of us went to that. Well, Rock and Roll Express was, they were there. Was there. They got honored, too. They, they were honored. But Doug I, Gilbert and Lanny uh, Poffo. That's yeah. right. See, I always think of him as the genius, though. So, I don't know. The top four I feel really good about. He kind of falls in the same category as Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's see here. Micah Halfacre says, with the transfer portal playing a major role in sports today, do you think coaches will go away from recruiting high school kids and try to recruit the portal every offseason, forcing high school kids to go to a group of five schools? Short answer on that is no. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's going to affect the classes a little bit because you start shifting more towards getting that known commodity. We need help right now. Well, yeah, I think so, like the portal is about filling is filling an immediate need. Yeah, whereas high school, you got to get high school guys to have that development and, and build your program. It's gonna it's gonna vary for different coaches. It's, it looks like Lane Kiffin is going to be a guy that is a heavy portal guy. Yes, and that could spell disaster. It could be great, or it could be really bad. I mean, you're gonna have to keep a, going back a, to it. It's a tightrope act. Yeah, like one misstep. You bring in the wrong set of guys, and it's going to set your program back two or three years. That, and when you leave, then you have you got nothing left. You don't have the high school guys right. coming up through the the ranks there. Also, but you know you can ahead. fill you can fill roles immediately. 
Also from Micah, you guys talked about the small attendance to basketball games as a whole. Do you think this has a relationship to the South, where basketball is solidly in last place among the three major sports? Perhaps hunting and other things are more prevalent than basketball in MSU. What I would say to that is hunting and those other things were prevalent back when they were getting big crowds at the hump. Yeah, nothing's really changed with that. Yeah. I, I, I think it all boils down just, to people just are they they were it was it killed people to see the Rick Ray thing. Yeah. People are still a little bitter about Rick Stansberry. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anything just super exciting about Ben Howland. Mm-hmm. He's had some really good players, but people just are not jumping back on board there. Yeah. There's not a And again, he's only had the one year where he really underachieved. Yeah. But that year, that hurt because people thought this was going to be an easy tournament team, and it wasn't. And but even then, they could have made the they tournament. Could have. They could have. So I, we'll never. I know. think everything else is just kind of excuses at this point. You, people are c- capable of coming to basketball games. Everybody's dealing with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. People are capable of coming to games. They just don't want to. Yeah. Another one from Depressed Dog. Over under on the number of Ole Miss fans that get turned away from the Superdome before the Sugar Bowl because they didn't think they really had to be vaccinated. There'll be a few. There will be some. There'll be some that get up to there and then they're like, need to see your, your ID or your vaccination card. And they'll be like, oh, I don't have it. And they're going to have to turn around and they're going to have spent God knows how much money to go watch that game in a bar. Man, that would suck. Yeah. I, can you go in bars there without In New Orleans? I think so. Yeah. I don't know if you can. New Orleans, I think you're okay. I had, I, a buddy, wrong. I had a buddy this morning mention something about that. It's more about, about the that. north on that kind of stuff and, and the west coast. Yeah. You, you can't do it in New York. I thought to go ahead and tell you that. Good Russ, thing you're vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. Russ, I need to go get the booster. Russ Huddleston says, sorry this is a week late. Do you think Dan Mullen watched Florida play Florida State? Who do you think he was rooting for? I'm sure he watched and he was rooting for his guys. I mean, that's, that's a weird question. Yeah, I think, I think he was definitely – Rooting for uh, his players. I mean, when you spend that amount of time with those guys from the summer to this point, yeah. you're there with them all day, every day. And you've recruited them. Yeah. A lot of them, yeah. I mean, you, you have that connection with them. You don't hold any ill will towards those players. Yeah. The Flying M, here we go, number 25 today. Corey Broomfield, Eric Dampier, Dakota Hudson, Tony James, Connor Powers, Phil Turner. Okay, Dampier is easily number one. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Tony James. Oh, Tony James was the all-time leading kickoff return man in college football history when he left Mississippi State. Okay, so does he need to be... State just gave up a lot of points back when he was then. Does he need to be number two? No. I think... Okay. I think Dakota Hudson is two. He he only had one great year, but it was a great year. And he won an SEC championship. Yeah. So he's two. And he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Yes. Tony James can be three. Okay. Dampier, Hudson, Tony James... Corey Broomfield, uh-huh. Connor Powers, Phil Turner. Okay. Connor Powers' numbers were great on great his bad number. teams. First first round pick too, right? No. Was he not? No. Okay. But he had some crazy numbers. But that was a time too when the ball was flying the ball out was of a little here. Different, yeah. But th- those were some bad teams he was on. Um, but I love Phil Turner to death. He just he's a good he was a good role player. He One was not best. anything special. One of the best. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was upset at that time. I was upset whenever he left. Yeah, I was too. Mississippi State, but they don't win that SEC tournament without him. Right. Skipping this next one because it's gross. Chris Naren wants to know what's a good secret Santa gift for an athletic director. Like, is there a joke? I, I don't know. 
I would get if it's John Cohen, I would get something that helps keep the forearm strong. Yeah. Those massive. I, if John Cohen ever forearm shivered you in the chest, you'd be lucky to walk away from that. For him, he, he needs like a good, a good pair of like a. The th- what do you? What are the the straps you put on the glasses? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Is that called a croaky? Croaky. He needs right? good. He needs a good croaky for his uh, transition lens. Let's see here. Yes, it's a croaky. Yeah, there you go. He does have the transition lenses. That's yeah, he does. Uh, R.J. Sweatman, are you writing that down, Joel, so you can get your boss a gift? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> there you go. Put it, put all of our names on it though. Uh, R.J. Sweatman, should we really expect anything different in basketball as long as Ben Hallen is at the helm? What I'll say is, and we gotta talk about this. Recruiting wise, he's done a pretty good job. There's talent on the team, and I feel like I'm willing to. I really am willing to give this a few more weeks to see if everybody can sort of settle into their roles. I read a great article on HailState.com about how hard the team is working. <laughs> Not everybody agreed with my assessment of that article, so you just let me know if you want that RSS feed taken care of. If you get tired of the abuse, I'm enjoying the clicks. Keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's, Just a second. I got my mom. Okay. Tell her. Tell her we said hey. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I feel like we're. I feel like people are jumping the gun here. Yeah, on this team. Let's I, let's get through. Look, if they lose a couple more non-conference games, okay. I think it's fair to say if he doesn't make the tournament, he's in trouble. He's, I think it's fair to make that statement. I think he's done. But I think we're. I think we're jumping too far ahead here. I. Uh, did anybody say that you know state could not lose two game two or three games I in non-conference? They, went, I mean, I, they need to be ten and two when they start conference play, so they can't lose again for that prediction. I did say last week that I felt like they needed to go undefeated f- to feel s- undefeated non-conference rest of the way to feel good about your NCAA mm-hmm. chances. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be a killer if they lose to Colorado State. They need to win that game, but I. You know, I don't think that's going to be the end of Ben Howland. I just, right. I feel like we're jumping the gun here. Because remember that team in 2010, or not sorry, in 2020, we all wrote them off, and they got hot in conference play. Yeah, finished fourth. So you got to. It's too early. Let the season play it's too out early. a little bit. One more from RJ. Are you ready to be picked last in the West again next year? No way, State's picked last in the SEC West next year in football. I'll be really surprised. Well, the, and now the question is, who is? Because my first thought is Ole Miss. I don't know because they lose a ton. They lose Corral. It, it, it really depends on if they get Gabriel at quarterback. I don't think they're going to get him if Levy's out though. Why would he go there with what they have returning at quarterback? Who with Williams? Kyler Williams is back. I'm not saying he's going to. No, 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 no. You're, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying he'd go with Levy to Oklahoma. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just saying he won't go to Ole Miss if Levy's. I was under under the assumption he was following Levy. I don't think that's the correct. Okay. And Caleb Williams um, might transfer too. He might go to USC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I think he might stay. But and then also that that's 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 tough. I mean, that's, Al- that's Auburn the thing. is going to be a team that you're looking to look at and go, eh. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. LSU will get a lot of votes just because they're LSU. Yes. So. But state's probably going to be picked towards the bottom of the I, SEC West maybe again. Sixth. Maybe, yeah. Maybe fifth. I would put them. I. I it's too early. It's too early. Seth Sweeney wants to know. Mike Leach hasn't been viewed as a coach who has been viewed as a coach, I'm sorry, who either doesn't care about recruiting or isn't a great recruiter. Could this possibly be due to him worrying more about finding air raid fits than chasing stars? There's there's two issues with this. You tell me what you think. First off, talking about finding air raid fits, that has nothing to do with defense. You can still go get four star defensive guys. 
no matter what kind of offense you, you want to run. But secondly, Washington State and Texas Tech aren't places that you're going to have high-rated recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State really isn't either, but you can have higher-rated recruiting classes, which is looking like, as we sit here today, God willing, it's going to be. I wonder if he puts a little more time and effort into recruiting at Mississippi State knowing he can get more talent than he's had. You know, like at Texas Tech, it was it was about let's find the guys that fit our program. We're not going to be able to compete with Texas in recruiting. We're not going to be able to compete with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So let's just get some guys that fit us. Y'all go find them, and I'll coach them up. Yeah. But now you are in a conference that it, it's very, very important to recruit at a high level, and you're, the school you're coaching is going to be able to get talented players by default. Just being in the SEC, being located where you're at, you're going to get four-star players. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he starts to get a little more motivated to go out and, and be a little more involved. I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of him in the homes in the homes in these pictures. So, and and right. you know, he gets this rap that you know he's just a, a weird, quirky guy, but he can kind of talk to anybody. Yeah, he can find something he, that will that will appeal to whoever yes. he's talking to. I agree with that. You know, yeah. So when he goes in home and he sees something, you know, on the wall or something that appeals to him. It's going to connect to whoever he's talking to, and he's going to be able to be a little more personable than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek93 says, In 1978, pre-internet, pre-ESPN, I moved from South Carolina to Mississippi. Lacking the ability to follow Clemson closely, I decided to choose a local team. I followed Ole Miss for a while until I realized I didn't like their fans. I followed Bama for a while until I realized they were mostly sidewalk fans. In 1983, I finally realized I was an MSU fan only to experience the immaculate deflection. What was your first crushing experience as the fan of a new team or sport? I mean, this the immaculate deflection happens around the time that I'm starting to become old enough and be self-aware of what's going on. So that might be it for me. Yeah, mine would be the two-point conversion by Corey Peterson. Ooh, that's yeah, that's, that's a tough one there for sure. Um, as far as pro teams, I don't really remember a whole lot. Maybe the Super Bowl against the Cowboys in '95. Yeah, the Saints. I remember the uh, the first playoff loss. I was I was convinced they were going to win, and they didn't. So, um, Nathan Taylor, since Mississippi State won the 2021 College World Series, what else is missing from MSU baseball other than an MLB Hall of Famer? Really, nothing. <sighs> yeah, I mean that's kind of it. I mean, adding more, starting to compete with some of, some of the other SEC teams for those national championships. So this is a... It's a great day to be a Bulldog, boys. I'm out. Good to see you, Joel. Until next time. Woo! For Joel Thanks T. for joining us, Joel. <laughs> All right. See you, Bob. This next question, I wish he hadn't finished. He sent it. It's a two-part question, two tweets. I wish he had not sent the second tweet because just the way the first one ends is perfect. But we'll, we'll go to it. From Brad McWhorter, during the, 20, the 2007 Liberty Bowl, I witnessed a drunk UCF fan urinate, not a simulation, into a random family's diaper bag during the national anthem. What? He was then quickly knocked off his feet by the father standing next to him. What? That's the end of the tweet. I wish he had just stopped there. But it finishes (laughs) with, what has been the craziest thing you've witnessed as a fan? Not, I don't have that beat, I don't think. I think I mentioned this one time, that the, the Florida game. 
the guy that was basically impaled on the uh, yeah oh yeah that's right fence. Uh, so here's mine, and I will I will not use any names to protect the innocent because one of them is a high school coach now. So we were sort of you know, prior to the Memphis game in '95, right? Now that's the first game of the year at like a four o'clock kickoff. So you can imagine what the heat and humidity is like. And the guy in question had been drinking all morning, right? He he took a Bulldog Deli cup and made him a bourbon and Coke. That was all. It was almost all bourbon, and he he downed it before we went to the game. Oh. He's good and hammered, right? So, so we go sit in our seats, right? We were in the student section. And I don't know why, you know, back then you just sort of got where you could get. We just happened to be sitting next to the Baptist Student Union with this guy. Oh, boy. So I'm just like, oh, and they're all looking at him. And it's like, this is, is going to be rough. So... I'm talking to somebody, like, I'm looking to my right talking to them. And out of the corner of my eye, my peripherals, I see people just scattering. They're scattering, man. They're like, they're moving quick. Like, what the hell's going on? I turn around, and this guy is just hosing down the stands, throwing up. Oh, my gosh. So, (laughs) so that happens, right? So now we get him, and he stops, and he's just, I mean, he's just swaying. Now the cops come down, and they're like, "We heard somebody down here was sick." Like, yeah, yeah he's 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 been battling the cold all week. <laughs> and the cop was like, "Well, I smell alcohol down here." And uh, I just looked at, I was like, "Well, you're in the student section." It's I, Germex. I was like, "You, Germex hadn't been invented, I don't think, in 1995." <laughs> I was like, "It's the student section, man." You know. So they leave, and he, he's like, maybe he should just go home. And I swear I looked at this police officer and said, well, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave. So now we're saying, now the national anthem's going to be played, oh, right? God. So we're like, you got to get up. You got to get up. Stand up for the national anthem. <laughs> so he stands up. I mean, he is swaying like the flag. <laughs> and then so around the time it's like the bomb's bursting in air, I just hear, Boom. And I fell around. He had collapsed. <laughs> just, he just all laid out in the, in the stands. We're like, get up! So we get him up. And <laughs> so now they play the national anthem. We sit down. He's about to start crying. He's just like, I didn't mean any disrespect. I love God and I love my country. <laughs> so I'm going to vote for that. That's my number one. That'll work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, ho- I don't know if he's listening. If you are, you know who you are. Just know that we still tell that story a lot. We know who you we are. We know who you are. You know who you are, too. What a great story. Uh, some people who I'm friends with are laughing right now because they, they yeah. are there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Steven Sprawberry wants a couple of suggestions for good food in Vicksburg. No problem. Uh, I would go to Rusty's. Beachwood. Beachwood, for sure. Uh, 10 South is a good one. Uh, Billy's Italian is, is okay. It's good. Um, the Wendy's. <laughs> I go get some tamales from Mr. Solly, too. If you like oh. tamales, definitely go get those. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Hadaway, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for bowl season? Trademarked. 7-8. Uh, it's college football. There's some good games in there, too. Yeah, probably probably a five or six for me. Okay, uh, I, I've I've mentioned I enjoy NFL more than I do college football. Yeah, 
All right, Rob wants us to kill, marry, date any three items from the 12 Days of Christmas song. Wouldn't you want to marry the maids of milking? Do, do you want that many women? How many maids of milking were there? So let's, uh, let's, let's get the, the, the 12 Days of Christmas. Let's get the... Uh, let's seven? Get a, seven maids of milking? Hold on. Okay. Eight. Eight, eight maids, maids of milking. Or, nine, or do you want nine ladies dancing? You don't want to marry. I said we're gonna we'll date eight people. We'll date nine ladies dancing. You don't want to date that many people either. Well, you don't want that many people okay, in your life. We gotta be honest with you. Hold on a second. Date is like the nice way of saying something else. This game is usually something else. So nine ladies dancing is what you want to date. Uh, All right, we're gonna marry. Well, when you want to marry the five gold rings, so you have five gold rings in your house at all times. Gold is expensive. That's true. And then we kill, you know, like the six geese a laying and we can eat some geese. Geese goose is good, I hear. Um eleven pipers piping, I'm probably going to kill. Oh, you don't like the pipe? Like the back I, I pipes? Hear, I don't want to hear that. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. Or the swans, probably. I agree. Uh last one from Rob. As I write this, it is the 80th anniversary of the completion of the 1941 SEC Championship football season. Other SEC teams have banners in their stadium for their division titles lost to tiebreakers. Why does MSU have nothing in stadium for 41 and 1998? That's a great question, and there should be something up. 100% there should be SEC Champions 1941, SEC West Champions 1998. Yeah, claim it. I don't know why they don't do it. Ole Miss is claiming a fictional division championship we got so as close well to having as national titles this year. Oh, God. We were so close. They would have put it up, too. 100% there would have been SEC West Champions 2021. No question. Sheldon Nations, if you could open one business in Starkville, what would it be? And where? Uh, it would be like a, a Top Golf, mm-hmm. something like that, because I think that would make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna It would not, be something that just has not been here. I, want, I, I was thinking about this. Like, I would knock down... First off, I'm knocking down... The old bumpers, I've been I've mentioned that many times on this show, that I don't understand why the city doesn't just go in there with a wrecking ball and like plant a tree. I don't understand why twenty years later there's still the drive-throughs for the bumpers there. Knock yeah. it down. So I probably might go there, or I might go in that like area where there's the tattoo parlor. We're gonna knock all that down on Highway 12. The pet shop there, it's gone. It's all gone. And we're gonna put. I like your idea. I want to have like that anchor store. Like the Top Golf can anchor, and then we get some restaurants around it, and we get some 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 shops around it. That's what I would like to see. Um, Charles Cross is first team All SEC, and Emmanuel Forbes is second team. Really? Just released by the coaches. That's the coaches. Yes. So, do they do a third team? Uh, Rogers would be my no. third team quarterback. No. Okay. Who was first team quarterback? Young or Corral? Bryce Young. Okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Howard, rank these Joker performances: Phoenix. Lido, Ledger, Nicholson. Um, I'm going to go with Ledger first. Yeah, I agree. Phoenix, I think, second. Okay. I was really impressed with him. Great movie, I thought. And then Nicholson, mm-hmm. and then... Jared Lido. Jared Lido was... Not great. Uh, that was a weird... It was like a meth head. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. My full name is Tristan Lee Howard. What is my old Miss name? Buddy, I've got some bad news. You have one. You already have an old Miss name. Tristan Howard is an old Miss name. <sighs> like you're a step away from the the millionaire from uh, 
Go, uh, I know what you're saying. Uh, wh- Thurston uh, Howell. Thurston Howell Gilligan the third. Thurman. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right there. Yeah. Alexandra Watson has a very topical question for us. When you have a commitment saying they're coming here for a visit, and at the last minute they go on an official visit to another school, do you think they're really interested in the other school, or do you think it's a move to create more news and talk about them? Well, if we're talking about Jaheim Otis, I think he's interested in the other school. Yes. I think that's probably an accurate you, assessment. You, I, I would say that there are probably some recruits who, who engage in these kind of games to try to, uh, to put some more buzz around their name, especially guys who have been committed to a place for a long time, like Otis. But in this particular instance, I do think it's about the school. Yeah. So, uh, Let's see here. Tucker Medlin, what should be the standard we hold state basketball to, and can Ben Hallen meet that standard? It's a good question because I think you know you can't have the same standard for baseball that you have for basketball. Baseball, I expect to compete for Omaha every season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get there, but you should be in the hosting top ten discussion every year in baseball. I I, I don't have a problem saying that. Basketball is it enough to say in a five year period you should make the tournament three times? Yeah. And you and should the go to the NIT the other year. The other two years, you should be on the bubble. You should never have a season where you're just like, they're not in it. You should go to postseason every year. Yeah. Your, your goal should be postseason, but you should be a high want. seed. You can be a, a, an 8, 9, 10 seed. Yeah. But you should be in the, in the mix every year. Like, he's been here since 2015. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. And he's, he's been in the one. NCAA one time. One. He's got to go this he's year. He's got to go this year. You, you can't have one in seven years, six years, whatever. Alex Barham, what's your famous Christmas gift? Favorite Christmas gift you've received in the past three years? Hmm. I got a grill for Christmas. I got my grill three years ago. Yeah. So that's probably it. I haven't gotten just a ton of nothing notable. Things are just really you get like the small gifts. And yeah, stuff. I mean, I've, I've been yeah. I've started to get like clothes and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um. Are we offering other offensive linemen because we know we've been beat for Lewis and East? I don't think they've been beaten for Lewis. Lewis is coming and here this, this weekend. This is kind of the same guys that they've had. Yeah. LaHue and uh, Ramsey, they've been on them for, been a, while. On for a while. So, And they're not beat for Lewis. I think Lewis ends up at Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, they're still very much yeah. there with him. They, they just need a really good weekend here to kind of seal the deal. Yeah. I'd say right now, at worst, Ole Miss has probably creeped ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you got a chance to make that up this weekend. Yeah, with Brule and Gross both leaving, do you see Ty Cooper and John Lewis getting playing time in the bowl game? Neither have played their four games. Well, I mean, Gross has been gone since the middle of the season, so that's not an issue there. Brule though does make you think that a guy like Ty Cooper or John Lewis could see some more snaps. I would say Cooper before Lewis. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's see, here. Robbie. This guy Reveille ninety three. This will be more for you. So Omaha was an unbelievable experience this past June. We saw you at the dugout supporting Brandon Walker with us. Were you supporting Brandon Walker? I was. Okay. Yeah, I went. I went. They had. Thank you, um, Robbie. I appreciate that. Brandon <laughs> Walker's here. No. They had a show. Yeah. Um, every morning at that. Yeah. At that location, well, what, I went. He to wants to know what times. your favorite hangout was in Omaha. Um, going to Lefties mm-hmm. by the stadium after games was really cool. Um, especially when it got to be a bunch of state people there. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the state location for the late nights. Yeah. And uh, got to hang out with uh, my good friend, Michael Hardy. Mm-hmm. 
for a couple of nights. That was that was probably the most fun. It's just hanging out with him a couple of times. Is Michael Hardy Hardy? Yes. Okay. I like how you put the first name on there to really name drop. Well, I don't call him Hardy. I call him Michael. There you go. What does he call so, you? Robbie. Okay, then. I'm going to see him this this weekend. Where is he playing? South Haven. Oh, that'd be good. He's playing three shows now, in South Haven. Like, some, some good VIP treatment up there? No, I'm not. I had to. I had to pay. I, now here's my. I don't ask. I don't ask him for but anything. You didn't like have that. to ask. Is it at the Lander Center? Yes. Why didn't you ask our good friend Abby Hunt? I did. And so, I, they have certain certain uh, acts have like a hold on oh. those promotional. Th- they can't. So you're going Friday. The Landers can't. Yeah, the Landers Center cannot for this. Mm-hmm. They cannot give away tickets or anything uh, like that. Okay. So um, you should have been like, I just want to get backstage. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, as if I was in his position... I think if you only ask once, it's not that big a deal. If you're well, asking every time he's around... Yeah, but if I was in his position, mm-hmm. it would really annoy me if somebody that didn't talk to me, mm-hmm. wasn't around me for a while, mm-hmm. called and said, hey, give me something. But you do, you, you're in pretty re- regular contact with this guy, aren't you? I mean, sometimes, I you but not a whole the, lot. The egg bowl. Yeah, so, not a whole lot. I try not to bother him okay. that much. I mean, that makes sense. When, when we were in Omaha, mm-hmm. he talked about, you know... People asking for his number there and mm-hmm. stuff, and he was really annoyed oh, by I it. Oh, I get that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I try not to bother the guy because I know he's probably getting bombarded. So by you're doing that like on that. Friday? Yes. What are you doing Saturday? Uh, I have to cover a game that night, but hopefully I can be done in time to come. What time is the game? Um, I think it's a high school game. I think I'll probably be well, done. I know it's a high school game because there's no college game. It'll be like 8.30 or 9. You'll be done? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll still be going. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what so, happens. Robbie Falk coming to the Christmas party. That's good news. We'll see what happens. Hunter Bolin asks, do you guys consider hockey movies to be Christmas movies? I know they have nothing to do with the holidays, but I always watch the Mighty Ducks trilogy and Slapshot around Christmas. I need to know these. No. These mm-hmm. are not Christmas movies at all. They have to have some sort of Christmas theme. Like, yes. when I say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, it's centered around a Christmas party. Yeah, that's true. So, like... The opening music is Rock Around the Christmas Tree. Did you see the video by Joey Milanaro, the Mike Leach? So I watched like a couple minutes of that and I was like, this is not his best effort. It didn't sound like Leach it sounded at all. like a mixture of Ed Ordron and Nick Saban. Yeah, it didn't work. So. His Ed Ordron and Nick Saban are really are good. Fa- fantastic, but his Leach needs work. Yes. Tony Loper, the best damn damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. Didn't he actually win an award the other yes, day for that? Yes, best veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. I told you. Wow. What is your ideal college football ho- coaching position? So if you could only have one job, what would it be? Well, if you could be the head coach of any program in the country, what would it be? Uh, probably USC. Okay. Because you don't have to play – I guess I'm being a coward here. You don't have to play Bama and Georgia on a regular basis. Right. You're playing in a pretty bland conference. And Lincoln Riley right now, I feel like he probably has one of the best jobs – in America, he's getting paid millions of dollars with not. He doesn't have minimal pressure, but not nearly as much as he would have at Oklahoma when he gets in the SEC. So I'm staying in the SEC. I'm going to say Georgia is the best job in America. I okay. feel like you have a ton of talent right around you, and other like Alabama, which might be my number two, you don't share the state with another SEC team. The fact that you share it with Georgia Tech is a huge bonus. Because yeah, I, and I just feel like that they they're committed. They want to win, so I feel like you, you get whatever you want there. Uh, LSU would probably be second because then you got no competition in the state. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Kurt says, thanks for Thunder and Lightning, guys. In your view, are there any first-rounders in the 2022 team, assuming Cross and Martin leave in 2021? First-rounders from the 2022 team? Nobody just jumps yeah, off the pages as an unreal talent. Like Forbes, I don't think is a first-rounder. No, he he's, he's he looks like a second-rounder, though. He's, he's small is his problem. I mean, um, I, I could see him going whenever Cam Dantzler yeah. went. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I'm trying to think offensively, is there a lineman that's just... No. 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 Not next year. Yeah. And then of the 15 commitments Mississippi State has so far, who are you the most intrigued by and why? Um, Most intrigued... You know, one of the wide receivers, maybe. Marquez Dorch. Dorch was my answer. Xavion Thomas. The reason I'm intrigued by Dorch for two reasons. Speed. Yeah. And the fact that he is flipping from Ole Miss. Never happens. So that's it's intriguing to me. And another one that I would mention is Khalid Moore or mm-hmm. Javay Gilmore. Either one of those. Very underrated prospects, it feels like. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. Uh, Mitchell Slaughter, does the state's law limiting contracts to four years hurt the ability of colleges in Mississippi to be able to land the splash hires that make the national news each year? You don't consider Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin to be splash hires? Those were those got a ton of press. Yeah. So no, I don't I don't think that's the question the case at all. And then last from Jude Landry, would either of you be willing to commit to a Mike Leach impression for the podcast in order to prevent this from getting out of control? You could limit it to one idea per week for the rumblings. I have tried to do a Leach impression. I cannot wrap my head around it. I can't get I can't get it right. So I can't commit to this at this time. It's got to be respect my decision. It's got to be grovelly. You got to yeah. drop in a little bit of a cough every now and then. Well, uh, yeah, but I can't get there. I cannot make it work in my head. I I need to listen to him talk more. I guess. Yeah. So, I'll, but it's you know it's it's in the vein of well, I mean, uh, I mean, what, what, <laughs> yeah. What I'll do is I'll work on it, and if I can make it happen, we'll make it happen. But, but you got to perfect it. Yeah, I, I will not come out here and, and be doing some second-rate imitation. We'll not do that. So, All right, guys, tomorrow's show, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out when we get there. And uh, we'll be looking forward to it then. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.